Welcome to The Sage and the Song, an archetypal exploration on life, love, and leadership. I'm Britta Greenviolet, singer, songwriter, creativity mentor, and conscious leadership coach. The stories we tell about our lives shape our lives, and I'm here in service of rewriting the script, crafting a new narrative where it's needed, and liberating your mind, body, heart, and voice to express the fullness of your unique medicine. Hello, my friend. Welcome to The Sage and the Song. I'm Britta Green-Violet, and today's exploration is an archetypal dive into the magic and the mystic nature that is winter. If you've been with me for a while, then you probably know that I love this archetypal lens. Indeed, the sage in the song is an archetypal exploration on life and love and leadership. And One of my earlier episodes was called Mother Nature is the Best Business Coach, (laughs) and you could sub out Business for Life Coach, and I fully believe that, and my work is increasingly grounded and rooted into this belief that I fully stand in, that we, in our culture, in society, we have gotten farther and farther away from nature, from nature's rhythms, from the pacing of the seasons. And when we remove ourselves from Mother Nature, chaos ensues. I mean, literally, all hell breaks loose. That is absolutely uh, not even a metaphor, right? We can see it in the world around us that when we stop remembering, when we forget that we are children of Gaia, who is an embodiment of the Divine Mother, of Mother Nature, then we can all of a sudden make really irresponsible decisions and really irrational decisions. And we start valuing, our our self-value starts becoming around uh, our, our self-worth, right? Our, our self-worth becomes about our value and how much money we make and what we're achieving and what we're doing. And we forget that we're human beings and we, we feel that we are human doings and we are even expected to behave and work and live like machines, like robots. All of this, of course, is absolutely unsustainable and definitely not desirable and not juicy, not delicious, not full of ease. I'm not into it. And it's a slow process of dismantling. And the way that I have chosen to really move into this for myself and in my work and with my clients is deepening into this remembrance and claiming my birthright as being a child of planet earth and really vowing to follow her pacing her rhythms in a deep way so today's exploration at the time of recording this it's january 2023 and i want to share with you some of the archetypal wisdom 
that I have gathered from different sources, um, from different books, wisdom teachers, different lineages, and what comes through me simply as witnessing and observing Mother Nature in her archetype, in her season of winter. So I invite you to feel into this archetype. And I also want to say that even if you listen to this episode and it is not winter, if it's no longer winter, when you hear this episode, know that the archetype of winter is an infinite eternal archetype. And at any point in time, you might find yourself in a phase that feels like winter, that feels like a personal winter. And so yes, this is a timely invitation and exploration and also a holistic one that can certainly apply no matter when you receive it and can really come unexpectedly in any moment, right? We might find ourselves in the energy of winter or in the energy of spring or summer or fall. So let's talk about these archetypes of winter. The word that comes through for me with winter is evolve, evolve and the phase of winter to me when i think about the caterpillar becoming the butterfly and this is this is a metaphor i work with a lot Um, i have a mythic mastermind and leadership council called metamorphosis that i lead and it's really rooted in all of these teachings of the seasonal archetypes and matching uh building a body of work and expanding and awakening our most courageous, luminous leadership through these archetypes, through this pacing. And so this is this phase uh, with this metamorphosis, right? If what we are truly desiring is metamorphosis, is transformation, radical change, awakening, right? Transmuting, then the phase of winter is the chrysalis. So I think of winter as the complete disintegration of our self and our life as we knew it. This is the time for restoration, contemplation, intentional retreat. This is a time to allow old forms, stories, narratives to die, right? It is a time to enter the hollowed ground of self-initiation. Winter is the underworld. It is the time of venturing into the darkness, literally, right? It is the time where we opt for discomfort. We opt for the discomfort that comes with growth, with metamorphosis, over the stagnancy and long-term maintenance of broken systems. So I think about the chrysalis, right? The idea of this caterpillar who was happily living as a caterpillar and then unbeknownst to them for some reason feels this genetic disposition, this this urge, this pull to climb up 
a, a branch and suspend themselves and create this chrysalis, this cocoon around them. And inside, they don't, of course, grow wings. The, the caterpillar literally dissolves into goo, into, into a puddle of goo, right? A puddle of, of potential, a puddle of potential. So this is the energy that is winter, right? And I talk about opting for the discomfort of growth because it cannot be comfortable to be that caterpillar in that chrysalis, right? Like, let, let's sit with that for a moment. What must that feel like to be a creature, a feeling living being, sentient being whose entire physical structure literally disintegrates and melts into something absolutely recognizable, unrecognizable, excuse me. And have you ever experienced anything, you know, metaphorically that you might have described in that way, that every, all the walls are coming down, everything is falling apart, everything is falling away, right? That's the energy of winter. And as intense as it sounds, this is when we are consciously stepping into this energy, we're willing, we're willing, we're willing to choose that discomfort over feeling stagnant and over attempting to sustain or maintain an old paradigm, an old broken system, an old way of being that doesn't fit us anymore. That is, that's done with its phase of evolution and we're still evolving, right? So that's why this word is evolve. I want to read to you from the wild unknown alchemy guidebook from Kim Kranz and her latest card deck, her fourth and final card deck, according to her which is called Alchemy. It is absolutely stunning. I highly recommend picking up this card deck. And with all of Kim Cran's The Wild Unknown, uh, with all of the guidebooks that come with her decks, they are gold. <laughs> to use an alchemical term, they are gold in and of themselves. Even if you didn't have the cards, the guidebook is so full of wisdom. So I want to read to you from the winter card because of course there are four cards in the deck that are for the four seasons so this is the winter card solace the pause the hermit in alchemy winter comes first it is the beginning the origin as winter casts its blanket of stillness across the land we naturally turn inward the mind and heart settle into earth's darkest season. From this place of quiet, a single flame reconnects us to the mystery of our existence and the miracle of the breath. Regardless of when this card appears, it indicates we are suspended in Mother Earth's pause. This is not the time for doing, going, or getting. The alchemist knows Winter opens the portal to the divine. Magic is afoot under the surface. In the glimmering snow and sparkling ice, we see winter's water in crystalline form. 
each droplet a prism into the mystic realm. Don't get caught up in the gloom or isolation of this season. Rather, spin toward the sacred light. Spring will come in time. I love that card. I love that description. And I just was doing a three-hour deep dive with one of my private clients last week. And of course, I drew a card for her before our session began, really asking, what element do we need to be aware of? What is asking for our attention? What's asking to be honored in, in the laboratory today? And that's the card that came forward was winter. So this is the invitation that we have from Mother Nature, the sacred pause, right? That, and it is sacred. It is truly sacred. If you are somewhere with a window right now, look outside and find some trees to look at. Find some deciduous trees to lay your eyes on. And notice, right, all the leaves are gone. The leaves have fallen. They are likely already composting on the ground. And the limbs are bare. Perhaps where you are, the grass is even died off. There are no flowers to be seen, right? The, the earth is the trees and the earth are, are they're more barren, right? There, there is a quietude to this time, this seasonal energy of winter. So how do we take this uh, and actually apply it to our life, to our to-do list, right? To our vision board, to our annual life design, to what we are planning, how we are laying out our ideas, right? How we are generating prosperity, how we are expanding our body of work, how we are expanding our leadership, how we are expanding our prosperity. And for me, what this means really boots on the ground is to take a pause on launching new big things, right? This is not a great time to start new projects. This is not a great time to bite off more than you can chew. It is a really good time for being very considerate for yourself, right? Very careful in your consideration of all your options and your optimal timeline for you and everyone who will receive your gifts, your offerings, whatever you are putting out there in the form of service. So this is the time to really restore your energy, to tend that precious spark of your mission, of your ideas, of your inspiration. And know, as the card said, that spring will come soon enough. And spring, of course, we can simply feel, I can feel it in my body just in saying the word. I can feel the enlivening energy, right? The freshness, the newness, the new life. And that's not quite yet, right? It's coming, but it's not coming yet. It's not upon us. Right now is the work is deepening into this archetypal energy. 
So a few other archetypes and symbols that come through for me around winter are silence, stillness, hibernation. I think of the hibernating bear and all the creatures who are hibernating. The hermit from the tarot. The womb, right? The womb space, that, that dark, quiet space of creation where things happen very, very slowly, right? And then I also think of the warrior. And this might seem a little counterintuitive with this uh, dark, still hermit, right? This quiet energy. And yet I also think that to make it through that chrysalis, right? To make it through the underworld, the dark the longest dark days of the year, the winter solstice. So to make it through those times of darkness, of mystery, of unknown, you kind of got to be a warrior, right? You have to have the warrior spirit present. So let's talk a little bit about the warrior. And I want to really honor Angelus Arian, who wrote The Fourfold Way, and I drop nuggets from this book all the time. It's one of my number one spiritual guidebooks that I go back to again and again. And she explores four archetypes that every human being has access to. And so the warrior is for her in this book, the archetype that is aligned with the season of winter. And the phrase that is really strong for the warrior is, I show up with presence. I show up with powerful, loving presence. The warrior is guided by honor and respect, right communication, so consistency with our words and our actions. The warrior is guided by healthy boundaries right, of self and others, honoring and respecting self and others through healthy boundaries, responsibility, right, and I think about that ability to respond versus react, right, so the responsibility, and finally, the right use of power, and power, uh, Angel Sarian talks about how power really comes through in three different places, presence, communication, and position, and as we talk about power and personal power, something that she brings through, which I love as this deepening remembrance, is the phrase of original medicine. So if you're not familiar with the book, The Fourfold Way, it is a beautiful amalgamation of lots of different indigenous knowledge from around the planet, Angelsarian was an anthropologist and a cultural anthropologist and definitely a wisdom seeker. And so this book is just rich with indigenous wisdom. And this phrase that you've probably heard before, original medicine, comes up in this chapter on the warrior. And what does that really mean? Original medicine means your personal power. Your personal power is what is 100% unique to you. Right? And the thing I love so much about this that she brought in was that when we compare ourselves to others, we deny, in a way, we deny our own original medicine. 
and even deny the existence of original medicine. So the right use of power truly empowers ourself and it empowers others. I've been also chewing a lot lately on the zone of genius, which is a phrase that Gay Hendricks coined in his book, The Big Leap. And I think about original medicine, personal power, zone of genius, they all interweave with each other, right? And I think about it as this, perhaps in this moment, thinking about it as this tapestry, right? Where each thread is woven with your unique gifts and your unique strengths. And the thing here to remember is that, yes, you and I might have a similar strength, but the way it's combined with everything else for you makes it completely different from the way it's combined for me. And the way that it comes through for you comes through completely differently than for me. So really honoring our original medicine enables us to step more fully into this archetype that is the warrior. And the last piece I want to share here on the winter archetype is uh, some tarot wisdom. And this is coming from 78 Degrees of Wisdom by Rachel Pollock. And in the tarot deck, there are, as you might know, four suits. And each of the four suits is related to one of the four elements. And of course, the four elements are related to the four seasons. And so when we think about archetypal terms with the lens of the tarot, then the suit that represents winter in the minor arcana are the pentacles, also known as coins or discs. And I want to read to you uh, a little excerpt from this book because this really weaves in mm, a truth in such a elegant, poetic, and yet clear way about why this, this element of earth, so the pentacles represent the element of earth, which is connected to the season of winter, and why earth would be this particularly potent portal for magic, right? And a pentacle is an ancient magical symbol. So this is from the chapter 10 pentacles from 78 degrees of wisdom. As a magical sign, pentacles symbolize the magic of ordinary creation. Taken simply, this means the beauty of nature, the joy of satisfying work. The mystic or magician does not simply ground the self in a negative way, using the world as the opposite of spiritual experience. Rather, the natural world, because it carries a firmer reality than the other elements, because it does not lead so easily to confusion or misconception or ill use, opens the way to more mystic experience. The very mundaneness of day-to-day -day life ensures by a kind of law of reciprocity that such things possess a greater magic 
than the more immediate attractions of the other elements. Hmm. So I invite you to simply take a breath and allow the archetypal imprint of winter into your cells, into your psyche, into your heart, into your being, and letting it have a place there, right? I, perhaps the best way to tie a bow on this discussion would also be to weave in that I'm thinking right now of a lot of clients and friends and people I've talked to over the year who over the years who really claim at least that they don't like winter, right? That they they're summer people and they're sun people and they love the warmth and they love, you know, the juicy passion of summer. And so winter is this time to be endured. And winter is this time sort of to be tolerated, right? And on a certain sense, again, it takes a warrior to be able to navigate winter with grace and with wisdom and with power and with loving presence. And can we remember, right? Let's invite winter in. Winter has a seat at the table, right? And I think for me, it feels honoring to remember that this season of winter is necessary, right? I think about the idea that uh, the, the sun and the moon, the relationship between the sun and the moon, and that nothing on earth would survive if the sun was shining 24-7, right? We need the dark of night. We need the moon, the cool, watery energy to create that beautiful, complex dance with the hot, fiery energy of the sun. That's what creates life, is the alchemy of the light and the shadow, of the sun and the moon, of all four elements. So my friend, if you are one of those people who find yourself in kind of a battle with winter, I want to invite you to perhaps step a bit more deeply into the archetype of the winter warrior and choose, make the conscious effort to not simply see winter as something to be tolerated or endured or something that you are simply waiting for to be over, but to recognize it as a potent portal for the most sacred pause. I'll take a moment here to drop a few little resources for you. The first one is a playlist that I made recently, and it is inspired by everything we've been discussing today. It is called Winter Warrior. So check it out. It's on Spotify, designed to be listened to front to back uh, in order. And yet, if you'd like to shuffle it, do you. (laughs) So the Winter Warrior playlist on Spotify, you'll find the link in the show notes. And then the second thing I want to offer you is a free training that I created called Optimize Your Energy, and you'll find it on the homepage of my website, brittagreenviolet.com. And this training really talks about balancing the water and fire energies, the yin and the yang energies, the sun and the moon energies 
on any given day in the scope of your life, how to really balance those energies of productivity, the productivity that is the sun, the yang, the doing, right? The serving, all of that is, is that energy of sun and how to balance that with the yin energy of the moon, the watery energy of receptivity, of being, of receiving, of resting and rejuvenating. So if all of that sounds enticing, head to my website and check it out. It's called Optimize Your Energy. The song. Today's song is quite simply called Silence. And it is an original piece by a group called the Natural Voice Practitioners Network based in the UK. And I discovered this song sort of randomly on an album of community singing songs when I was up in Victoria, BC with my beloved Ben doing our community choir leadership training back in 2017. And this song immediately stole my heart. <laughs> it really reveals um, my love for minor chords. And you will discover this song really does an exquisite job of leaning into that hauntingly beautiful realm of the minor chords. And this is uh, a recording of silence, which is a pretty mm, relatively simple one line. And the words are silence is a song sleeping in the th gentle throat of a dreaming bird. Pure poetry and a pure transmission of delicious winter medicine. Oh uh -huh. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence, for your precious time and energy. You can find out more about me and my work at brittagreenviolet.com. Until next time, may your mythic adventure through life serve up nourishment, courage, curiosity, and awakening. This is The Sage and The Song, signing off.